Welcome everyone to Dream Reality, a podcast by Aiden Consulting. Change is something that as humans, we're not really very comfortable with. However, over the last 12 months, we have become so adaptive to change. Everything from the way we go to school, the way we handle schooling for our kids, working from home, the way we shop, everything has changed. And so really, if you look back on it, some of us may have dreamt that, you know, maybe if online platforms were a little bit better, it would make my life a bit easier. And now that is our new reality. So this podcast is really going to talk to some change makers, some disruptors, some innovators from around the world who have an opinion on what those dreams that we once had are now becoming the reality and how that's going to impact our future. So today's guest is Sharon Boxer. She is a prolific tweet, tweeter, follower. Her, her tweeting handle will be in the show notes below. And she was shortlisted for the Tech and Woman 2020 Top 100. Ooh. So Sharon, I am super excited to talk to you today. Do you want to give us a little, um, a little short introduction to your journey? Yes, hi. Thanks, Alison. Um, yeah, so I'm originally from Northern Ireland. Um, I left when I was um, 19, uh, keen to sort of, you know, take on the world. Um, so I studied in, in Middlesbrough, studied in Bristol, um, worked for HSBC Private Banking for a while. Um, then I got married and we had the opportunity to move abroad. Um, and I'm always one for an adventure. So I said, yeah, absolutely. You know, let's go. Let's do it. Um, so we left when our daughter was one and spent some time in Belgium, spent some time in Brazil. Um, and I must admit, learning Portuguese was a bit of a baptism of fire, but definitely made our experience of living, you know, living in another country definitely much more um, exciting. Um, and then we spent four years um, in the Netherlands and then came back to the UK with two more children. Um, so as, as mid midlife was approaching, I thought, oh, and my daughter was looking to go to university. I sort of, you know, reflected and I thought, well, what now for me? And um, I sort of hit that crossroads where, you know, I'd raised the family. I was still ambitious. I still wanted to get back out to work. Um, but at a bit of a, a loss and sort of about what to do, I knew I didn't want to go back into financial services. So I started looking around um, I'm, I'm quite into creative stuff. I'm, I, you know, good communication skills. I like working with people. So I took a, a course in social media and uh, yeah, and developed a, a complete love of Twitter. Um, and then I started to move into the tech space because it's such an exciting time at the moment, I think, you know, with, with Alexa, with, you know, AI, with electric cars, um, I think there's just so many possibilities. And actually, it's quite, it's quite exciting. And that's where I want to be. Um, you know, and everybody's living longer. Um, so I reckon I've got a good 10 years ahead of me. So that's a good time to, you know, to get out there and establish another career. Um, so yeah, so that's where I'm at. Wow. I mean, what, what a journey. And I love, you know, the baptism of fire with the Portuguese. I totally hear you. Uh, you know, when you're dropped into a country that has a completely different language, it's, it's tough 
it yeah, really and a is a completely tough. different culture i mean we were we were like fish out of water for a while um but a fantastic experience because yeah. it is so different yeah. yeah so just touching back on your um on your interest in tech so do you think that you know over the last 12 months tech has really skyrocketed whether you're looking at the, um, I was listening to a podcast last night just on, you know, electric cars and how their sales has skyrocketed over the last 12 months. And, you know, they're looking at battery shortages and things like that. It seems that, you know, almost everyone now has an Alexa or some something similar in their house. And it's really taken off over the last 12 months. Why do you think that is? I think really with the pandemic, we were forced into it. Um, for example, even online shopping. I mean, some, some of my friends stayed away from it. Some of them didn't enjoy it. But actually, when you have no choice, you start to uh, embrace it. And I think also with, with having sort of teenage kids as well, I mean, I didn't want to get left behind. And, and I mean, the Alexa was sort of fun and a bit of a novelty when we got it. Um, but then as you start to research around it and look at all the applications, and then, for example, the PlayStation 5 shortage, that was um, quite a hot topic in my house. You know, I hear you. there was a shortage of chips. Globally, there was a shortage of chips mm -hmm. and sort of, you know, and that sort of slowed down production. And you think, you know, how can that happen? You know, they, surely they must have been able to anticipate the demand. <laughs> but as well, that was a very smart marketing uh, technique because that that drove the, the, the want and the demand as well, and it made it exclusive. Yeah, but it also shows you the, the, the dangers of that as well, because they were trying uh, to stop the bots buying up all the PlayStation 5s and to resell them at a higher price. Yeah. So, so there is sort of pros and cons to that as well. Mm -hmm. And where do you think that, do you think now that we've got um, you know, we're much more comfortable now with this technology in our homes and in our day to day life. You know, it's, you know, everyone from my mom, from, you know, my son, you know, they pick up the phone, they do online shopping, you know, and they use different technology tools to make their life maybe a little bit easier. And do you think that that's going to continue and allow us to adopt even faster? Absolutely. I mean, I think that the, the tech acceleration is here and, it, and it's here to stay. The only thing that concerns me slightly is that, you know, you still need to think. That's what I, I tell my kids. You know, the tech is there and it's great. And, you know, we can track everybody. We can keep in contact with everybody. Um, but you still need, need to use your brain. You still need to think. You still need to be aware, especially with all the scam um, texts. I mean, my kids have had some, so we've gone through. Well, did you order any shopping recently? No. Um, did this happen? No. You know, you need to go through that little process without mm -hmm. automatically clicking on that link. Because once you've yeah. clicked on that link, it's too late. So it's just making them aware of the boundaries and to think and, and not be sort of quick to react. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. You know, the around the, the security and things. And we'll, we'll come back to that yeah. in, a, in a minute. But I, I just want to, to ask you, because I read an article as well or, um, from HBR on tech has advanced, but we have not advanced with it. And we adopt it slower than it advances. So with that in respect, what do you think are going to be the next big advances or 
tools that we can use in our day-to-day life that are going to are going to be adopted next or more going to make our lives a little bit easier oh um Oh, I'm not. I'm not really sure, actually. I think it would just sort of continue, you know, along the same path with with communications, with our phones, uh, with streaming, um, more on the social media channels. Um, I mean, as as it is, you know, it's estimated that we we scroll through about ninety million messages um, a day. Yeah, and you know that you know, and, and most of us are, are on at least one social media cha- mm-hmm. channel. So I think I think that's set to continue, but I do sometimes I'm concerned sometimes about the personal relationships because there's no doubt with with Zoom and everything online. For me, I think it's changed the nature of communication and how we relate to one another. Um, so I think definitely we need to um, look at that as the technology goes forward. And do you think that now? I mean, I was. Um... I was in the car and I heard an advertisement and I think it was the new Nokia that's coming out with a AI enabled battery that sends power to only to the apps that you use frequently so that it optimizes it. And I think AI is something that is, you know, it's, it's phenomenal. It's really, really smart. But do you, and do you think that that's really going to take off? Or I also was hearing about, you know, with AI, all the algorithms have a, 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 a level of bias built into them because they're written by humans and we inadvertently put bias in there. How do you think that's going to play out in the future? I think there's a lot of um, active groups at the moment um, looking into the ethics behind AI and making sure that we have the proper framework and guidelines and parameters in place. Um, but I mean, it's an ever moving feast with AI and the advances, the, the advantages in technology. Um, but also, I think it's exciting because, I mean, back in the day, I mean, it's the stuff of movies, isn't it? I mean, I watched Minority Report, um, you know, quite a few years ago and those huge screens where mm-hmm. he's pressing for information. I mean, I reckon in the next 15 years, they're going to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sort of, ex- and that for me, it's just really exciting because I think that the possibilities um, just being out there, being part of it is actually exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the reasons I want to get more into tech because I don't want to be left behind. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I just think, yeah, it's, it's a very exciting space, but also one, I think, where we have to be um, careful and we have to be cautious with the guidelines and you know make sure certain safe, safe checks are in place for the tech. Yeah, and you've touched on it a couple of times there on you know, online safety, the click and the links and things like that. And I'm currently based in Ireland and um, we, you know, our HSE was just hacked uh, and under ransom um, just this week, you know, so it's, it's, it, it's very much in the news here. But, you know, you see that, you know, the, um, when, you know, on, kids went online for schools and they were using Zoom and then strangers would be, jumping into the zoom meetings and things like this i think you know the security around tech has do you think that that's caught up with the tech itself or was it underestimated honestly 
I think there's a lot more to do on the security. And I think as we move more and more with electric cars, um, you know, with the Alexas, with mobile phones, I just think as our lives move more in that direction where everything is more online, that we do have to be very careful because, you know, there's hackers out there. And as you say, with the electricity supply, yep. you know, you know, if our medical uh, care and everything else becomes so dependent on tech, you know, it only takes somebody to pull that plug and then we yeah. can't drive, we can't communicate, there is no electricity. I mean, it's, um, you know, it's the stuff. You of can't movies, open your it? fridge because your fridge has been hacked. <laughs> that would be a catastrophe in my house. It's one of those sort of, you know, movie moments, isn't it? And so I think absolutely there has to be more to done to prevent hackers, to keep the databases all secure or even a secondary system for, you know, if that was an eventuality, how would we cope? Is there a backup system in place? You know, um, I mean, it was quite, quite funny the other day. I mean, my, my husband was laughing at me because I, um, I quite like pen and paper when I'm thinking. You know, mm -hmm. and he said to me, well, one day, you know, th there'll be a, a flexible notepad that you can use so you don't have to get out pen and paper. Yeah. And I said, yeah, but you always need a backup. You all, you know, good girl scouts, boy scouts, you know, you've got to be prepared. You know, you need to have that second backup. Mm -hmm. You need to have your contingency plans in place. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm definitely one of those. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think that I think that's a really that's a very interesting point, because you know, with the tech revolution that's happened, you know, in the last five years, really, you know, there's been a massive uptick in, you know, the amount of notebooks that have been sold, you know, the the fancy pens. I mean, I don't have a fancy pen with in the office today, but, you know, the fancy pens, the, you know, the mindful coloring books and the, the coloring pencils. And it's kind of a shift to, yes, we use technology, but we need a break. And we want really nice alternatives that are kind of old school. Do you think that that's going to become more and more prevalent and we're going to keep that? Or is that just a phase until there's a really good tech alternative? Honestly, I think it's partly a generational thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, because for, for me, I love nothing than picking up a good book. You know, yeah. at the weekend to get some downtime. You know, I'm a I'm a really keen kitchen dancer, so you know, I do a few moves. You know, <laughs> anything that releases the stress and away yeah. from the screens. But I notice. I mean, my kids are. My eldest is 21 and 19, and um, they they um, take downtime in a different way. Mm -hmm. You know, they like to go outside. You know, they like my son likes to skateboard, but there's still a lot of um, interaction that happens online. You know, because they're quite both both really keen gamers, um. So so they do a lot of that online. So I think for their age group and their generation, I think they will keep doing online. And I think there'll be new innovations for them to keep in touch. More virtual coffee shops, more social media platforms, um. And I think their experience will be different. And that's really interesting because there's um. There's a book out there about the, um, I can't remember the name of it, but I will put it in the show notes as well once I, once I stock it. Um, and it's about the, um, when do we reach the peak? And it was, when do we reach the peak of steel manufacture? When do we reach the, the peak of um, coal production? And then when it, then, it, then it starts to tail off. And the book actually forecasted that we would reach peak 
paper production within between 2020 and 2030. Wow. So that's now. And yeah. after that, once we reach basically 2030, paper production will actually start to decrease year on year and eventually phase out. And so I think that that really, uh, that gels very well with your, your, you know, with the way that you were thinking about it in, in terms of the generations and how they're used to and then being digital natives now as well. So, yeah, I mean, that's it, the end of paper. <laughs> Maybe I'm showing my age now, sorry. I'm showing mine as well, because I mean, I do like a good book and, and I've, I've always grown up with that. You know, my dad used to take me to the library at the weekends mm -hmm. when, when I was little, you know, and that whole joy of books. I mean, my kids haven't had quite the same experience. Yes, they've picked up books and they've read them when they've done them for school, mm -hmm. but not with the same passion and the same way that I relish sitting down on a Sunday afternoon and maybe reading a book cover to cover. Because I, I, yeah, I like something in my hands and quite a visual sort of a, yeah, learner. And just, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm quite conscious of the time, but we've still got a few minutes left. Um, just on that, because, you know, that makes me think of, you know, the whole experience that we have with going to the shops. And I know some people love it. You know, you, you saw the, the, in the news about the 18 kilometer queues outside Penny's or Primark and, people queuing from 3 a.m., which is absolutely bonkers, but it's really important to some people. And as well, if you think about, you know, maybe the whole experience of going to a really nice bookshop and the smell and the atmosphere and, you know, perusing it at your leisure and the whole kind of the experience. And how do you think that that'll evolve as we start to shop online? You know, there's a lot, a lot of, a lot of ideas about how the the high street will come back, um, and it will be more experiential, and you know, little you can you can go and experience and test products, but you then they hand you an iPad and you order it online, and you don't and it's delivered to your house, so you don't have to walk home with like five bags on the bus and things like that in the old school. But, you know, what, what do you think of that? How do you think the shopping experience will change? And is there is there going to be a shopping experience if you're going to buy your books online? I think it's a really interesting one. And I think it really depends at which end of the market you're at. Um, because for me, during um, lockdown, I became a complete convert to... to well, I'd, I'd always did some online shopping. But in terms of grocery shopping, for example, I, keep, I became a complete convert to online shopping and I don't ever want to go back. So that is a change of, <laughs> a change of that is a change of habit for me because yeah. it, it, it saves me. It saves me time. OK, you get the odd dodgy substitution that you don't really mm -hmm. want. But you know what? I can suck that up. So it saves me time. It means I can do something else. It means I can create um, it means I'm more productive. So, so that element of it, I really like. Um, clothes shopping. Yeah, I, I've been an online shopper for a while and I'm quite used to my sizes and stuff. So, so I enjoy it. However, for special occasions, I do love to go to the shop. I do like to see the variety. I like to see what's out there, you know, see all the choice. 
But I mean, I was at a conference um, last week and they were talking about augmented reality yeah. where you could try on shoes and you could make your purchases online, mm-hmm. but all, all from the comfort of your own home. And yeah. in one way, that's good. In another way, it sort of scares me because I don't know where society will go if we're all shopping in our own homes mm-hmm. and nobody's on the high street and nobody's out for the crack and nobody's meeting people and saying, you know, how are you? Yeah. What about this? You know, getting this sales assistance opinion, you know, mm-hmm. I think it's quite an interesting one. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely food for thought of how it's going to evolve in the next few years, because I think it's, it is going to, to move quite fast, I think, and, and specifically in some, you know, sectors of retail and things, I think it's definitely going to change. And I like, you know, personally going and, you know, seeing something that I've maybe never seen before. Yeah. And if I'm searching on my phone, I don't know that I would even know how to search for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And are the algorithms smart enough to know that I might like this, even though I don't know what it is? Yeah, they will um, show, they'll show it to you because that's how it comes up in our history. They sort of yeah. watch what you, you've been searching already and then you get the adverts coming up. Yes. Um, but it will sort of permeate, I think, all aspects of our lives because, I mean, drone technology yes. is, is really coming on. Um, and I read something recently about drone technology in, um, in healthcare where yep. you have these tiny little nanobots, you know, so yep. instead of having invasive surgery you know, you can use mm-hmm. that. And that's the sort of thing that excites me and scares me because it's yeah. so futuristic. It's, you know, it is the stuff of movies. Bonkers. Would you be comfortable letting a little nanobot in your in your body to sort of, you know, it's those things. And we, yeah, and that's back to where we have to catch up yeah. with our sort of expectations and boundaries and, you know, and what's comfortable to us with all the introduction of tech. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely fit for thought there. So um, last uh, question is kind of because your current role is in marketing communications. And I mentioned at the start that you are on fire on Twitter. It's, you are prolific. It's amazing. You're, and your little gifts and, you know, your, your messages and everything. It's, it's lovely. Um, and you're a real supporter <laughs> on there. And I just like to touch because I think that, you know, if you see a lot of, um, people who get a lot of followers and people tend to be, they kind of are chasing followers. And then all of a sudden, as soon as they've got some followers, what turns into, you know, photographs of Alison, selfies, here's me having lots of fun with the perfect lifestyle. Um, All of a sudden there's products coming in and placement and things like that. And suddenly that individual's profile becomes a business and those lines are really starting to, bl- to, to, to blur um, as well, not only from a kind of influencer perspective, but I mean, if you go on Instagram, Instagram used to be about everyone shooting pictures and yeah. selfies of each other and looking amazing, you know, doing headstands by the pool in Bali while sipping a cocktail. And now it's, uh, if I want, you know, to buy a new plant pot, I go on to Instagram to, to find an artist that's making plant pots. And so it's really changed. So how do you think that social media is going to have to, it's not really social anymore. It's kind of morphed and changed and it's really driven as well by business. So is that going to have to change or 
is this just the way it's going to be? Um, I think it will naturally change because I think um, some of the influencers, I mean, and this is just my, my personal point of view, I mean, it has come across as being disingenuous at times um, and it's all about plug, plugging products and, you know, and it's all about the sell, sell, sell. Um, I think perhaps in the future we'll see a shift more towards things like brand ambassadors where people okay. are actually mm -hmm. buying into the you know the whole story behind the brand um you know for example there's a particular type of tea that i i really like and and that's sort of aligned with my values mm -hmm. so when i tweet about them it's purely because i enjoy their product yeah and i enjoy everything you know that they stand for that they represent that they're mm -hmm. doing for, for workers in tea plantations and, and stuff yeah um, so so i think it will change but again i think it's a generational thing um, I think as you progress through life and, and things change, you become more aware of what businesses are, are about. And I think in the tech industry, for example, I think Google and Facebook could do much more to be like some of the companies in like Innocent. Innocent is a B Corp yep. uh, business, you know, and, and it's all about social for good. Mm -hmm. It's all about, you know, giving back to the local community, the wider community. It's yes. not just driven by profit anymore. Um, and I think there's more of a shift in society towards that, where it's not about greed anymore. People don't want to see that. And I think the pandemic has shown, you know, where we, you know, we've all been in this together, you know, and things will change, you know, and, and people are excited to meet people again, to get back out there face to face. So, so I, I think that sort of holistic approach mm -hmm. needs to be adopted more in, in the tech industry. And I, and I think it will come because people, consumers, you know, they want that. Yeah. And uh, watch out, listeners and watchers, because we will have a future guest who is going to talk to us about B Corp's uh, corporate, corporate social responsibility and a little bit about sustainability with business as well so keep an eye out for that it'll be here in a few weeks <laughs> nice plug there nice plug <laughs> look uh, I think you know that's been such a fantastic fascinating conversation I really really appreciate I think you know for me the key takeaways is you know we need to catch up to technology and um, it's advancing really, really fast. But I think yeah. that we need to really make sure that we've got a handle on the ethics and the security yeah. side of it to make sure that it's done in the proper way that's not going to damage people, not going to damage livelihoods and, you know, fuel the dark web uh, side of things. And, uh, you know, and, you know, let's watch out for those changes and, uh, you know the next generations and how can we learn from them and uh, and take things to the next level it's been fascinating thank you thank you for having me on i've really enjoyed it that's super thank you so much and enjoy the rest of your day yeah cheers <laughs>